Welcome to Kiss the Sun Podcast. Our mission of this podcast is to apply the Word of God to our daily lives so that we may serve, love, and obey the Lord Jesus Christ. In this very first episode, our inaugural episode of Kiss the Sun Podcast, we are honored to sit down with Abby Houston to talk about Scripture immersion. Why do we need God's Word? Why should we be immersed in God's Word? In this episode, we explore the glorious blessings that flow from immersing ourselves in God's Word. We trust and pray that it will be a great encouragement to you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Kiss the Sun Podcast. My name is Daniel Farringer, and I am pleased to be joined with my co-host, as always, Ethan Carver. Ethan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, Daniel. Thank you. And we are also privileged to have as a special guest on our episode, Abby Houston. Abby, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you seek to glorify God with your life. Yeah, thank you for having me on. So my name is Abby Houston, and I am um, just a follower of Christ, and first and foremost. Um, And one of the main ways that I seek to follow and glorify Christ through my life is um, by singing. I love to sing, and I love to memorize scripture. And so I put those two together, and I have uh, made a little ministry called Melodically Memorizing, where I just seek to glorify Christ by encouraging others to memorize scripture uh, with me one melody at a time. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. And so on our episode this evening, we're going to be talking about scripture immersion, scripture intake, absorbing scripture in this new year, because we are sitting in the year 2023. In the first month, we have we have 12 months that that by God's grace we'll be able to to see this year. And we have so many days in this year to to glorify and honor God with how we spend those moments, those those hours, those those seconds of our lives. And, and so it is so crucial that that we immerse ourselves in scripture. Because we know that our lives are short. They are here today and gone tomorrow. And so we must maximize the days that, that God that God gives us by his grace. And so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about scripture immersion and scripture memory. And so as we begin, I'm gonna be reading uh, Psalm 119, verses 97 through 105, and I will be reading from the the Legacy Standard Bible. And this is what it says, Psalm 119, verse 97 through 105. It says this, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are mine forever. I have more insight than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I perceive more than the aged, because I have observed your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way, that I may keep your word. I have not 
turned aside from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet is your word to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get perception, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I think this psalm, these couple of verses I just read, it's just such a good reminder that that as we as we meditate on his word, we are going to to love his word. We are going to want to walk according to his commands. We will be wise, we will try to keep our feet from every evil way, and, and we will try to keep God's word. It is a, a light to our path. It guides how we walk. And, and so scripture must be the the foundation of our, our lives and something that we are just fully immersing ourselves in. And as we continue in this podcast, I think this is the most fitting way to start to talk about scripture immersion is because scripture is what must guide our lives, guide our thoughts, guide our paths. And so scripture is going to to be a lamp to our feet. It's going to be a light to our path. And so may we immerse ourselves in it. May we meditate on it so that we would love it, that we would see it as as sweet to us, sweeter than honey. May we, as we immerse ourselves in Scripture, love Scripture. As we as we pour into Scripture, may we just love it. Uh, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. Um, I think it's interesting how the way um, Scripture and teaching is represented in this psalm, it's enticing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how sweet, sweeter than honey. Um, you know, your teaching, it, it is my meditation all day long. Your command makes me wiser than my enemies. It's it's indicative of a, um, not a, not an, uh, an action or a practice that you do maybe once a day or once a week, but it's actually, it's showing a way of living, um, a way of thinking, a worldview shift, almost like you put on a pair of glasses and you see things differently mm-hmm. and you're seeing life, you're seeing scripture, you're seeing the world through the lens of scripture, the lens of teaching. And by meditating on that day and day, um, not only is it gratifying, as it says, but it it also keeps us grounded in truth. I think that's Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, something that always sticks out to me in that particular portion of scripture is that it's a lamp and it's a light. 
And so often I think we want like a flood lamp. Like we want to, we want to see everything. We want to see the full picture. And yet like the Lord doesn't provide that. He provides scripture for us as a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. And I think that makes us dependent on the Lord. And, you know, because if we could see the whole picture, we could, we could walk pretty confidently ahead, not really needing to turn to scripture, um, not needing to turn to the Lord. And yet he makes us dependent. And I think that is a good thing. So often I can fall into being so like, oh, like, man, I have to be dependent, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be dependent on the Lord and we need to. So praise God that it is our lamp and our light. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's jump into Psalm 19 verses seven through 11. All right. And I am reading from the Holman Christian standard Bible. So a little bit different, but slight variation. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The commandment of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey, than honey dripping from the comb. In addition, your servant is warned by them. There is great reward in keeping them. That's a a pretty powerful text there. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. So it's this picture of awakening you know the the instruction is what we have we've been given a book of instruction a light as in, indicated in the uh, the last verse uh, chapter that we were reading in psalm 119 that you know you can place your faith in this you can place your trust in this this isn't blind faith but it's also rewarding it's sweeter than honey i mean it's it's uh it, it's more desirable than gold so it has value. And as a Christian, if your desire is to grow closer with Christ and to be a leading example in society and in your community and in your family, then this adds to that. But I like the, uh, in addition, your servant is warned by them. There is great reward in keeping them. So there's a warning. <laughs> so it's almost like a Here's what you do, but if you don't do it, well, there's consequences. And, uh, I, you know, it, it plays out in life that way. And I think that's, so, that's one of the, my favorite things about the Bible, and especially Psalms, is it's, it's just reality. It's how life works, and it's practical. Scripture is practical. It gives you practical advice. It gives you practical uh, reasons. Uh, it grounds you. Um, you don't have to feel like you open up the text and it, the words are shining brightly at you. It's, it's, it's a guide. I don't know. I'm, 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 uh, encouraged by that text. Yeah. Yeah. It's such, such a rich text. Cause I, I love how it starts. And, and with my version, I'm using legacy, uh, standard Bible uses the word Yahweh. And so it says law of Yahweh is perfect. And it says, he uses the word perfect, sure, right, and pure to describe all of God's commands. And so it's like, it's 
absolutely perfect. There, there's, there's no air with it whatsoever. And, and when you read it, when you immerse yourself in it, when, when you follow it, it restores your, your soul. It gives you wisdom. It, it, it rejoices you. It, it, it enlightens your eyes. It, it guides how you will walk. It will be sweeter than honey. And so I think there's just such a, just the gloriousness that it's perfect, that, that scripture is, is perfect. That's so encouraging. I, I put this actually, this passage to music um, for one of my, my melodies. And so I was singing it in my head as you were reading it. Um, but it's so good. It's so good. And it's so true. It is like, and I, I do love that, um, that it is so practical. One of my previous pastors, he, he would always say, choose to sin, choose to suffer. And I think it's, so you're exactly right. Like there is a, we have the opportunity and we don't have to, like, there's not a, guessing game, right? We don't have to play this guessing game. We do, we know how we can be made wise. And that is by diving into the word and by knowing what it says, like God doesn't play games with us by, okay, try to try to please me without knowing really what I want. Like he's given us his word to know how we can live, how we can be saved and then how we can live Mm -hmm. in accordance with his law and in accordance with his, with his word, you know? All right, so let's jump. Let's jump over to back to Psalm one nineteen, and Abby will read that. Yeah, Psalm one nineteen. This is one through sixteen, and I'm reading out of the ESV version. So it says, "Blessed are those who walk whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in His ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently." Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandment. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies, I delight in as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. These two, man, I just love these sections. And I think it kind of goes back to the practicality, right? Like, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. And um, it is so sweet to know, like, but the more I store up God's word in my heart, it, it's a hedge of protection around my heart, which is so, it, the heart is deceitful, right? And so to put a hedge of protection around it. Um, and I also love just how how much the, the psalmist here uh, really emphasizes, like, it's a wholehearted seeking after the Lord. And Verse two, blessed are those who seek him with their whole heart, um, or that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Um, and, and that the word is delightful. It is delightful kind of going back to that first passage, but in, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches, like we can delight in God's word. It doesn't have to be just a drudgery or discipline. It's a delight. Um, so I, I love these passages. Yeah. Reflecting on what you're saying there, uh, that's one of the things that hit me the at first was the joy that's represented 
you can hear it, even though you're just reading it, you can hear the joy, the peace, the gratitude of this psalm. And you got to imagine the emotion that was that must have been behind the words as they were written. It's almost like when you have those spiritual moments where you feel so close to God and it's hard to put into words. And I think this does a very good way of, of capturing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, how happy are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all their heart? Again, it's, it's, we're seeing a pattern here. You have two ways you can go. You can follow his decrees and be fulfilled. It doesn't mean you follow God's word, you're going to have everything you want in life, but it does mean you will be fulfilled. And that's where true joy and true happiness come from. Uh, and, you know, everybody says money can't buy happiness. Of course not. But God's word can. And there is a peace that comes from growing closer to God through his instruction and through his word that you can't put a price on, but you can only go after it and seek it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's such a, a, a blessing in, in walking in the Lord's ways. And and I love you mentioned the the joy aspect, I, I think is 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 crucial because so many think that that the joy is found apart from God. And so we see this just the richness of of as we immerse ourselves in God's word, as we as we follow his commands, that's where greatest joy is is found. And, and we see this the treasuring of God's word. And your word I've your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so may the times that we immerse ourselves in the word cause us not to, to sin so much against God. May as we as we walk in his word be reminded of, of every step that we take, every sin that we, we commit and, and, and repent and, and seek to walk in a, in a better way according to his word. And, and so there are just so many glorious treasures in his word that we could, we could spend our, our entire life just, just studying it and just looking at every single passage. But those are just like a little couple of samplings of just couple of verses that that show that just the importance of immersing ourselves in scripture and so as i was preparing to, to get this episode set i i also wanted to pull out some quotes just some some good reminders as we as we think about the necessity of scripture immersion in our life and so i pulled out three quotes uh one from john MacArthur, one from don whitney and then one from ch spurgeon So Ethan's going to read the MacArthur quote first. Sanctification doesn't happen by osmosis. We can't starve ourselves spiritually and still expect to grow in the likeness of Christ. All the facets of Scripture, all its rich benefits and blessings, are not available to those who fail or refuse to open it and study. Kind of powerful. Um, sanctification doesn't happen by osmosis. It's not a gradual 
a slow process. Mm -hmm. It's an all in or all out, you know, and we've all had that moment most likely when we were younger, maybe, Hey, here recently, uh, where that was a reality and, you know, you you got baptized or you, you said a prayer to God for your, for your first time. Um, but the point is you don't stop there. Uh, and I think we see that in today's culture, especially in the church, um, we push being saved and we don't push um, immersion in scripture. And you're going to starve yourself spiritually and you've planted the seed, but you're not watering the seed. So how can you expect a tree and how can you expect fruit? And we glorify God. We honor God when we grow in scripture and when we grow ourselves spiritually, because that is being a Christian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we need we need scripture in our lives. Plain and simple. Kind of important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> All right, so Abby, take it away with the next quote. Okay, this is Donald Whitney. It says, No spiritual discipline is more important than the intake of God's word. Nothing can substitute for it. There simply is no healthy Christian life apart from a diet of the milk and meat of Scripture. Therefore, if we would know God and be godly, we must know the Word of God intimately. I love it. I like how he just says it so plain and clear. This is, we need to be in God's Word. There's no way around it. Like, you cannot starve yourself, like you were saying, Daniel, or Ethan, you can't, you cannot starve yourself from God's Word, and you're going to be deprived of joy as well if you do, so... Yeah, we need we need a, a steady diet of, of of solid truth from Scripture, and and that is just so crucial. Well, it it, we... it keeps us grounded. Yeah, I mean absolutely. we we are constantly pushed with narratives throughout the day, throughout the week, mm-hmm. from work, um, and a lot of different opinions that that gets presented to us that can easily cause us to wander. And I think that's the the beauty in the scripture is it is grounded. It is a foundation that you can build upon. It's not going to change. Um, You know, and when you do wander and we all will and we all have, that's something you can come back to and you can find not only the answers, but you can find grace and you can find a truth and you can find uh, the love that is presented, the joy the humility that is presented in these scriptures. And I think that's what's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to close our quotes by reading a quote from C.H. Spurgeon. And I had, I had actually used this quote when I preached um, a little bit ago. And I had used like the first part of the quote. And recently I just found the, the second part of the quote. Um, but I had a pastor that I sat under would would, would always mention uh, part of this quote that, that Spurgeon uh, mentions. And I think this is just such a good reminder. It's a little bit lengthy, so um, just stay with me. So Spurgeon says this, Oh, that you and I might get into the very heart of the word of God and get that word into ourselves. 
I have seen the silkworm eat into the leaf and consume it. So ought we to do with the word of the Lord. Not crawl over its surface, but eat right into it till we have taken it into our innermost inmost parts. It is idle merely to let the eye glance over the words or to recollect the poetical expressions or the historic facts. But it is blessed to eat into the very soul of the Bible until at last you come to talk in scriptural language and your very style is fashioned upon scripture models. And what is better still, your spirit is flavored with the words of the Lord. I would quote John Bunyan as an instance of what I mean. Read anything of his and you will see that is almost like reading the Bible itself. He had read it till his very soul was saturated with scripture. And though his writings are charmingly full of poetry, yet he cannot give us his Pilgrim's Progress, that sweetest of all prose poems, without continually making us feel and say, why this man is a living Bible. Prick him anywhere, his blood is bibline. The very essence of the Bible flows from him. He cannot speak without quoting the text, for his very soul is full of the word of God. I commend his example to you, beloved. C.H. Spurgeon. That might be one of my favorite quotes of all time. I love how he starts off by saying that we're not just going to, to crawl over the the, the surface of it. We're not just going to become familiar with it. We're not just going to flip the pages of the Bible and, and, and just know like where the books are and, and various things about the Bible, but we're going to actually eat into the very heart of the word of God. We're going to consume it with, with everything that we have. And as we consume it, our life is going to flow scripture. It's Bibline is going to come out of us that that when we are pricked may the the bible may the essence of of everything from scripture flow out of us may our lives our our thoughts our actions our attitudes everything flow from scripture and so that that requires just intensive immersion in the word of god and I, i think spurgeon just just nailed it when when he said that quote and how he described john bunyan that that the bib line would, would flow out of him. And, and, and my prayer is that so many believers would, would have that pursuit, would, ha- would have that passion that we would not just crawl over scripture, but we would fully immerse ourselves and devour scripture. I, I think of, I think of like new believers when they come to faith often just extremely passionate about like reading the word and like they just devour it sometimes may that be all of us may we have that that passion to immerse ourselves in scripture every single time we come into it we don't just want to crawl over it. we don't just want to check it off a list list but we just want to immerse ourselves in it It comes right down to priorities. Um, mm-hmm. As a Christian, is your faith walk, is your spiritual 
soul is Christ the most important thing in your life? Because every other world worldly possession that we have will pass. We hold what we have in our lives with an open hand. And what God gives, he can take away. So what are we left with? What is What truly matters? Well, that is him. And yeah. it, it's it that quote aspires to uh, such a high standard and it's intimidating for me to hear it. Cause it's like, I don't ever see myself getting to the point where when I talk, I sound like a Bible, you know, how can you read the Bible <laughs> that much? So that's a hard, it's a high, high standard. And, but I think that's his point, you know, obviously not everyone, you're not a good Christian if you don't sound like Bunyan there. Pilgrim's Progress. But it does go to say there are people that have in the past and in today's day, you can tell the people that really dig deep and prioritize it as if it is the most important thing in your life. Because our soul goes two different directions. It goes to heaven or it goes to hell. We live with God or we live in eternal separation from God. And that should wane heavy on our hearts. So we've been given a job to do, and that's to immerse ourselves in Scripture, not just so we can better ourselves, but so that we can contribute to this world and be an ambassador for Christ. And that takes commitment, and that takes hard work. And I think sometimes Christians forget the responsibility that is required and demanded by Scripture when we become a Christian and a follower of Christ. And I think so much of that is like you have to just go back to the gospel then when you've forgotten that this is like the pearl of great price. We have we have it. Then go back to the gospel because sometimes like I, I forget like I have been saved from the wrath of God through Christ alone by placing my faith and trust in Christ alone. That is the only way that I've been saved from God's wrath. And so and because of that, I can I get the privilege of being in fellowship and I get to fellowship with him daily in the word. So I think that's a huge, you have to shift your perspective and remind yourself um, because it's so easy to lose sight of the gospel throughout the day, like whether it's with work or friends or whomever, Um, but reminding yourself of the gospel and then getting in the word. And yeah, and it, it spurs me on. I have a friend and she does, I can say she's like, younger than me and she just bleeds the Bible and it's so encouraging and it spurs me on then to want to know the word even more. Hmm. I think so many people, church is a weekly therapy session (laughs) and we knock it off our list. You know, we, we, we go to church for the good Christian we've contributed and we, we check it off our list and we'll do it again next week. And, And I think what, what we have seen as far as a pattern laid out, And as far as what scripture says is it's not a duty that you do once a week or once a day. This is a worldview. This is a way to live your life every single minute of the day. You're in constant praise of God. You're in constant worship of God. And by doing so, you bear fruit for others to be able to see and you are a light in the dark. And 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 that it, it goes to show if God is going to use you, well, you have to be something worth using. You have to apply yourself and and dig in. Doesn't mean he he qualifies the called. I mean he, he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the call. That's what but um 
it 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 does it does show that it, it does take a little bit on our end um if we're going to be committed to christ mm-hmm. yep yep yeah there is a denying of yourself and, and taking up his cross and realizing that that persecution and hardship is going to come you're going to have to deny your your flesh you're going to have to experience hardships in that life's not going to be easy but it is going to be a delight when you know the lord and and so when we read his word and when we gather with the body of christ to worship the lord it, it should be a a delight every single time we go in to, to worship the lord thank you for joining us on this episode of kiss the sun podcast In our next episode, we're going to continue our conversation with Abby Houston. But in the meantime, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any future episodes of Kiss the Sun podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And visit us at everlastingrock.net. That's everlastingrock.net to listen to more of our podcast.